Well, the stuff like he, he w- uh, he's now African American. Oh, that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> My brother warned me about you. <laughs> The 2OC, the show that covers the things we love from two parts of the world, Orange County, California, and Orange County, Florida. Welcome to episode 8. This episode of the 2OC, we talk about old things get an update, new things need to be even more new. And does your Instagram contain signs of the end of humanity? I'm Alan Flores. And I'm A Dizzle Anton. A Duong. Yeah, A Dizzle. A Dizzle? Alright, yeah. Dizzle, what do you want to start today? Okay, let's start with arcade games. You had a very, very fond childhood with arcade games. Oh yeah, I loved them. I spent like at least 20 bucks a week at the arcade at the mall. From all those games, you, you had a good time playing like Pac-Man, you know, some other amazing arcade games like Street Fighter. You remember those days, right? Yep. So recently, uh, about a year and a half ago, when we went to Disney Quest, did those memories come back? Yeah, especially like the like more analog machines, like the pinball machines and all that stuff. Yeah, like, I, I think Disney brings back a lot of really good memories with the arcade days because there's not a whole lot of arcades around anymore. Like, the, the only ones that are around is, like, you know, Chuck E. Cheese, Dave & Buster's, and some of those smaller ones. But it's really rare to find something that has pretty much all the cool stuff that you're you're used to, the stuff that you used to play back in the days. Dave and Buster seems like overpriced, and Nickel Nickel seems like a gimmick. They well, at least the one on Hunting Beach they closed that one too. Yeah, so Jesus, <laughs> <see, laughs> like Jesus. The thing is that a lot of the kids stay home and play video game now nowadays, and they they don't really go out and 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 go to arcades like we used to in the nineties or the early two thousands. So. Because consoles got better, they got cheaper, and like video games, they became almost free for some for some types of games. Yeah, and especially like game cabinets, you're only allowed to have one type of game, and it gets outdated fast. Yep. So you always have to have new game cabinets all the time. So I think that was the main reason why uh, that whole Disney Quest thing didn't really work out. So they were supposed to open one in Chicago, they were supposed to open one in... Philadelphia. Actually, they they did they did open the one in Chicago, but it instantly like closed after a couple months. The one in Florida didn't have a lot of attendance, mm-hmm. so they just stopped the whole project in Philadelphia. Like they barely made like one floor. Like the pretty much Disney caught the tail end of the arcade arcade life. Yeah, and it's pretty sad too. I mean, people really enjoyed. I really wish that they 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 gave it some more time and effort into it because I I think it would work if they were able to uh, advertise more and able to do new things all the time. Because when we went, some of the stuff is so outdated, and you you had a feeling that they could yeah. do so much more. Well, the problem is the machines, they get beaten, dude. They get. People just mistreat those things so hard. So it's a lot of maintenance. Uh, kind of like we said, those, the machines become out of date really quick. And even places like Dave & Buster's that 
their whole gimmick is alcohol and games and some of their games are just really gimmicky like really really like cheesy yeah and they're way overpriced yeah they are but again and they're kind of overpriced because they get beaten up so much yeah they have to make up for that somehow so i recently went to disney quest just to check it out before it closes Uh, it's closing this monday july 3rd and its last day is this sunday so they're actually closing on monday so you're not going to be able to go in there actually this is only for cast members is they're putting up an auction on July 4th at 7 a.m. So you can basically buy all, all the games that are there. You can start bids and you can go anywhere from like $100 to like $10,000 depending on what it what it is. Okay, I'm not going to say who your connection is, but are you going to try to like get your hands on one of the games? Yeah, I'm, I know somebody. <laughs> I, was, I don't want to say who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think we're we're probably gonna try to get something. I, I want to see what's available. I mean, I would do anything to get my hands on one of those DDR machines. Oh my god, I knew you were gonna say that one. <laughs> I knew it, it would be an awesome thing to have. You know, you can play instead of working out at the gym. You can just play DDR or not be so nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I no. mean if I if I can't get that, I mean I I would love to have one of those pinball machines. I mean that's something yeah. that everybody should always have at some point, at some time, and it's one of the coolest things to have in your game room or your living room. Well, I think a conversation you should have with your fiance is do you have a size limit? <laughs> Because she might be like, okay, yeah, you can buy one of those like, little games or whatever. And then you come back with like a DDR machine that takes up like half your living room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to get Look. it to the second floor. I know. Look, baby, it fits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't have to go to the gym anymore. <laughs> yeah, but it, the oh auction's going to be held until like uh, July 6th. So yeah. toodles to Disney Quest and hopefully there's going to be something else that's going to be a lot better in the near future. I hope that, you know, Dave and Buster's is not the only one that has arcade games. Did you say Toodles? Yes, Toodaloo. <laughs> oh, Toodaloo, okay. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. D-Quest. Yeah, but they're coming with uh, NBA experience. So I I think it was that thing that they had at the City Walk at Universal Studios over here, but it okay. closed down because it wasn't that popular. So they ended up having some chocolate factory there now. So is it going to be similar to what Downtown Disney has here, like the, what you call it, ESPN Zone or what? It's going to be kind of kind of similar to that, but it's more immersive. I think there's going to be, because I mean, this, this complex was pretty huge. They had like five floors. Yeah, dude, I got tired climbing. Like you had to take elevators to each different like theme floor. It was exhausting going back and forth around that uh, Disney quest because it you had to take elevators each place. If not, you like ran around the circle, um, not knowing where to go. A, <laughs> it was like a ramp, yeah. And like we would just randomly, like, hey, what's over here? We just run off that way. Yeah, I think it was very unorganized when they first had it. Well, I think that's what it was supposed to be—just like let kids run around and explore. Not really. Yeah, because like, when I went recently, I was like, oh. They moved this over here? Like, oh, you have to go all the way here to play this, you know? Yeah, I know what you're saying. But I think that's also what made the the place seem more empty, was that it was so big. 
Yeah. So you could have had 100 people in there and it would have still seemed empty. Yeah, so with NBA coming in, I think they're going to do like a, a basketball court in there so you can, you know, play. And I think they might have some like events and stuff where they have some of the players come by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Get a little centralized location. Yeah, but, but I'm pretty sure they're going to have like a restaurant of some sort and merchandise. They, they, can, they can have that, that, that thing could be a, its own like kind of shopping area. Yeah, that's true. So, and uh, that they'll make the most of it. They're not going to waste it. Nope. All right. Speaking of things that are old and being made new again, did you see the Jumanji trailer? I was really excited to see that because I heard so many good things about it. But I don't, on the other I don't hand, gonna, I don't like where you're leading this. What did you think? But on the other hand, uh, I thought that they went a totally different direction. They did. I I was really surprised. I thought it was going to be what we always wanted it to be. But I, I guess okay. they went for a modern twist. Okay, so... For the listeners that haven't seen the trailer yet, we'll add it to the show notes. But so you guys remember the old Jumanji, which was Robin Williams uh, that found a board game. He gets sucked into the game and then the game is found, what, 10 years later, 15 years later? Yes. And, and mayhem ensues. In this version, they try to make it more modern where for some damn reason, Jumanji is a video game. And they get sucked into and the, the kids that are playing the game get sucked into the video game. And they become their avatars, which is The Rock, Karen Gillian, Jack Black, and Kevin Hart. Which are video game characters that are totally different one than the actual teenagers that get sucked into the game. Well, one one more than others. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny because when the pictures first came out, the character that Karen Gillian plays caught so much crap because of the outfit they put her in. Which is a uh, crop top with short shorts... Pretty much like Laura Croft. Yeah, but I guess they had to do it for the character that the original girl plays because she's not that good looking. And then all of a sudden she's hot in the video game. So I I guess it kind of balances out when people actually know what it's about instead of just judging by the picture. Oh, okay. So two things. I I think what the game writer or the game writers... The writers of the movie were trying to put were um, kind of a throwback to what video games used to be, where video games used to womanize uh, well female characters. Uh, except for example, Samus. Like I just said. Well, except for Samus, yeah. But even <laughs> then, you don't know what she had under that suit. Um, <laughs> but like I, like I mentioned earlier, Laura Croft. Yeah. Like she was she was exploring uh, temples, caves, and all that stuff in short shorts and this like you know, short, like, uh, skimpy, skimpy shirt. And I think that's what Karen Gillian's character is playing. But also, they, the character that Karen Gillian plays, she even mentions it saying, why the hell am I wearing this in the jungle? So it's a, it's kind of a self, self-joke, self-reference. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, your silence scares me sometimes. So I, I, I guess it was a little weird for her, but it kind of makes sense to have that girl that doesn't look any good to look good as a story. Well, I don't think anybody is more surprised than the girl that played, uh, that, that got sucked into Jack Black's character. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if it's for comedy and it, it totally makes sense, then yes. 
if it's for a serious role, there's really no reason for her to be in those type of clothes. Yeah, and I mean, they picked a great cast. All all these characters have some sort of a comedy background. Uh, each different type of comedy, but they all have a good, like, solid background. The Rock, he has his, uh, his charisma from wrestling and from Disney movies. Uh, Jack Black and Kevin Hart, of course, are comedians and experienced actors. Karen Gillian, she came from the BBC, uh, the BBC world, where their type of humor is slightly different, more sarcastic, but she has great comic timing. Yeah, I think that's good, so, especially when you watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy too. Yeah, just like she can, she makes you laugh just with like a slight facial expression because she timed uh, an eye roll perfectly. <laughs> And speaking speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, it's, the trailer shows her kicking butt, and I I have no doubt Karen Gillian will make a good action scene in this movie. Yeah, I think it's going to be an excellent movie. So, the only one thing is, do you wish that it was a board game instead of a video game? Uh, partially, but I'm, I'm willing to give it a chance. Uh, but yeah, it's it's gonna be kind of hard to get over it just because it seems like they're pandering really hard to this generation. I was really excited when they announced this uh, movie, but mm-hmm. the only reason why I was excited was because I thought that they were gonna they were they were gonna make another board game. So I would totally buy it as soon as it comes out. But in this case, I would never buy the video game if they ever have one. Oh no, no. I don't think there's been a successful successful video game based on a movie. Yeah. Uh yeah, there was there's speculation based on what the what first came out when they announced Jumanji. Um the first being that it was a continuation of the first one. I bet you it probably is a continuation. They'll try to tie it together somehow. Yeah, they'll probably tie it together somehow. Um the other part was it, it would be a remake, but instead of the characters, you know, the board games, animals or world coming to our world, the characters would be sucked into their world. Kind of how Robin Williams was sucked in at the beginning of the first one. Yeah, but the thing that I think the first Jumanji with Robin Williams is so good is because you get to see the character, how he started when he was a little kid. And yeah. it was really emotional because you go on this roller coaster with this guy who's been trapped in a, a a board game for so long well and that and then that, that goes credit for robin williams too where he was a funny guy he had a great great mannerisms and you know outspoken really loud guy yeah but as as true as it is for a lot of comedians they have this kind of like dark side to them yeah a lot of emotions like a lot of emotion and i mean rest in peace robin williams because of the you know he, the way he died but that just shows how many like demons he had. And his character showed those two sides. He showed his his goofy side, his outlandish side, but it also showed his side when he was kind of having a sort of PTSD in the in the in this comedy, this kid's comedy. Yeah. <laughs> those I don't know. I, I think that's what kind of gets overlooked sometimes. Yeah, it, it does. When it comes to like uh these actors that that really put everything that they have into their characters that they play. Um, but I mean, I have hope for the for the trailer. I mean, for the trailer for the movie based on the trailer. Yeah, uh, it, just it looks like it. It looks like the characters are uh, the actors are willing to make fun of themselves. <laughs> yeah, it's true because you, you see um, the Rock just basically 
making fun of himself when he's like, oh, whoa, where did I get these guns or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, he he makes fun of him being like the meathead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Black makes fun of himself for being the fat guy. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, Hart, Kevin Hart makes fun of himself for not being like, tall. you know, tall. <laughs> he's like, oh, and Karen get- where's the, and then- the two feet that are missing here? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, yeah, that part is hilarious. And then Karen Gillian makes fun of herself for being like the hot girl in the skimpy outfit kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So I, I'll give it a shot. I just wish that they do make some classic movie feel uh, like how we watched the first one because I, 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 I think Jumanji holds a very, very intimate uh, movie experience for me. Watching yeah, it as right. a little kid, like it, it, it felt like it was it, it was teaching me a lesson to listen to your parents. To listen to your parents and, you know, the, the way that Robin Williams' character, it just makes you feel like, oh, wow, that might be me someday. You know, yeah, all going up right. playing video games. You're right. Instead yeah. of being sucked into the board game, you could have become a hobo. <laughs> Moving on to things, uh, continuing the theme of things that are old and being made new again. Tell us what's going on with Pirates. So, Pirates has always been a awesome ride. It's a leisurely cruise. It's a leisurely cruise ride. You notice that a lot of the stuff that they have on the ride is a little provocative for some people because of this time and age. There's some adult humor, yeah. Yeah, and the thing with Pirates back in the days is they're very dark, they're very... Dirty? Perverted? (laughs) <laughs> no <laughs> oh menacing menacing pirates are very menacing so it's always good to show that type of history with pirates right. you know they, they're they're a bunch of bad guys misfits that are looters and that's all they care about is treasure rum and adventure right it's all for their own benefit yeah it's all for fun in games it's never serious so I think it's good to show that uh, side of pirates because they're supposed to be scary. They're sp- supposed to be, you know, fearful. And I think they do a very good job of keeping it that way. Yeah. But over time, I guess people just think that, you know, it, it's uh, devaluing, you know, the moral things of how people think about society today. So... You've kind of danced around it. So what are they changing? They are replacing a scene. It's an auction for take a wench for a bride. Yeah. And you see them like uh, auctioning the girls. There's like one hot one and then the rest is like, you know, all weird looking hairy or something like that. Yeah. So so instead of having an auction for a bride, it's now an auction for loot. So like gold and stuff like that. Okay, so I'm going to be perfectly honest. I think this is very dumb. <laughs> um, and you said it's for a more moral reason, but it's it's really not. <laughs> like it seems to me like they're 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 pandering more to the the age we're we're living in now. Yes, mm-hmm. like women are strong and independent now, but at during the time of pirates in their world that wasn't it. And the only way in my head I could see them make this making sense mm-hmm. in the Pirates of the Caribbean world is if they turn it into a Kira Knightley. 
But like just to have a female pirate for the sake of having a female pirate, um, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan. I'm sure our, our female listeners are going to think differently, but I just, I, I think this is pandering. There, not all times were happy-go-lucky times. There were some dark times. That's all. And uh, everybody's had their turn. In the time of pirates, ma- uh, white males and, well, European males kind of uh, led the way. Imagine this, though, like, I think the only reason why they're they're trying to replace that scene is there are moments where let's say you're riding the ride and on another boat in front of you or behind you there could be some guy saying oh yeah I'll take a wench for three hundred dollars or something like that and you know I know it's a it's a great deal (laughs) (laughs) but it's kind of bad for kids to be exposed to it but i think it's just you know a life lesson it is. i don't think it, it's it, a bad thing for kids no, to it's see a, it it's, it's a historical reference it's not uh, if you're gonna like you know hide this if there's an exhibit about slavery are you gonna make the slaves kind of hugging their their slave owners kind of <laughs> like them being just buddy buddy working the land together in the in the in the Spanish American War, where like where they're just like kind of like hugging each other, and like, it's like not, changing the whole history, right? Of something that never happened, right? They're they're filtering history, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm not for them like flat out being grotesque on like on on a display <laughs> or like being too dark with it, but show some reality and you know that'd be a conversation to have with kids saying like hey there was a time when this was okay it's not now far from it and it wasn't it shouldn't have been back then either but you know live and learn yeah like when you watch movies or tv shows about medieval times there was a lot of stuff that was going on back in the days that you know that is not normal of what people are used to today yeah, speaking of medieval times, not everybody was a not all women were queens. There was only one. <laughs> exactly. What do, you, what do you think the other women in the town were doing? <laughs> yeah, there wasn't like that not many princesses either. Yeah, not just like everybody was like a princess in school. So, oh no. Yeah, there Sorry. was peasants and you know whatnots. Sorry, I, I I get outraged when things get too PC for no reason. So I sorry, I'll filter myself <laughs> from, from now on. Yeah, but the first one to do this is going to be the Disneyland Paris. Um, they they already have their refurbishments uh, on the way, so it should be done shortly. Yeah, and then the rest of them will follow uh, as refurbishments start for those. Yeah, I don't I don't foresee this happening to Disney at least the one here until fall, because they they just recently shut down Paris to have it updated. And now they've shut down Indiana Jones some other rides. So uh, this cycle, I don't think they're going to close down more rides, especially during the summer rush. Yeah, that's true. Usually they're supposed to open every single ride during the summer. Yeah, but I mean, no, uh, well, they closed Indiana Jones, uh, but they should be opening either late July or early August. Yeah, because I noticed that their refurbishments usually start in late August. To, and also, the second one would be uh, in October. Probably the vast majority, but you need to do like state. 
okay, cosmetic ones, I can see them waiting on, but stuff that comes with like safety inspections and uh, like removing old parts, that cannot wait. That one has to be on a solid rotation. Yeah, that's true. All right. So this weekend, or should I say last weekend, uh, Transformers premiered and it did a big, a big belly flop. Did you see it? I did not see it. I heard so many bad things about it, though. Yeah, it, it's it's probably the lowest grossing uh, Transformers in the whole franchise. There's nothing that appealing about this one. I mean, I, I like the story, but it's just nothing where you're like, oh, I got to see that right now. I, I, I really don't think that a lot of people are appealed to that. Well, despite me being screwed over in our summer movie draft, because I, I bought King Arthur thinking I was buying Transformers, um, I still <laughs> want to see this movie. But it's... Okay, put it this way. This opening weekend, it made $44.6 million. Which isn't bad, but hold, uh, for a high AAA movie... Hold on. The last Transformers, Transformers 4, Age of Extinction, which was... Not, uh, I'm not even gonna try to rank the Transformers movie, but like it's you can kind of see where the franchise is going. That one still made over a hundred million its opening weekend, so it hmm. it it made less than this last the last one. And it looks like this weekend we have uh, Baby Driver, which came out Wednesday, which is good. I highly recommend it. It is so good. And it looks like they increased the theaters it was going to release to. It used to be like a two thousand something theaters. Now it's at like 3,200. Yeah, because of all the amazing reviews, yeah. like uh, Guillermo del Toro, uh, who, you know, is a, uh, a very big film guy. <laughs> in, he, many, in many ways. <laughs> in many ways. Pants Labyrinth, uh, yeah, other amazing movies. His belly. He, his, belly. <laughs> his glasses. Dude, I, I think he's an awesome guy. Uh, but anyways. And then, okay, and then we also have two more comedies coming out. Despicable Me 3 for the kids and The House for the Adults. Yeah. So I don't I don't see anything going any better for Transformers, which sucks for... Actually, I didn't get the movie, so I'm good. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think this weekend, it's going to be Despicable Me that's going to get all of the yeah. money. Yeah, easily. Easily. And easily. Then, yeah, no. and then next weekend is Spider-Man... And the week after that, it's going to be Planet of the Apes. No, Transformers is done. I, I'd i be shocked if at the end of one month, Transformers makes more than 120. Yeah, but I, I really hope that a lot of people are going to go watch Baby Driver because it's such a good movie. Because <laughs> it has Anton seal of approval? Yes, it is so good. Uh, I, I, I really don't know what else to say. It, it came out during the time where there's so many triple a titles that aren't as good as this movie but i mean it 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 deserves to be seen all right all right all right we 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 accept your recommendation i i definitely (laughs) am curious about it because just the way you promoted it uh but yeah that's i mean that's movie news nothing too spectacular because i think the studios were thinking that transformers was going to be making a a bigger splash than it did yeah jesus i just saw the production budget how much do you think for for transformers the last night how much do you think it cost them? At least like two hundred million. Two hundred seventeen million. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> Worldwide, they've only made almost almost two hundred. So they're, See, they might. Transformers is a really big hit in other countries. So I think that's the only reason why they were able to go 
for so long. Oh, that's the other thing I want to talk about Transformers. Uh, so Mark Wahlberg wants out. Michael Bay is done, right? Uh, Michael Bay is done, but if someone writes a really good script, he can't turn it down. But I have a feeling they're going to do spinoffs like Bumblebee. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a side one, too. Uh, that's just the deal that Hasbro mm-hmm. has. Um, but yeah, Mark Wahlberg wants out. So that's going to be the second uh, main male character that this franchise is going to spin out. So I don't know who they're going to try to get replaced. I don't know who wants in. I think Shia should come back to save the franchise. Oh, oh, I forgot. I forgot you're rooting for Shia. See, I always have hope, high hopes for him. I, I, I think he's a great actor. So. La douche. <laughs> douche. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anton. So talking about things coming back, uh, go ahead and open up that file I told you not to open and try to guess the show. Every day when you're walking down the street. I love this reggae music. Hey! Do you know what show it is? Yep. <laughs> what show is it? Arthur. Yep. Alright, go to audio two. Okay, audio number two. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. Please let this be an Oh my god. Cruising on the main street. Magic Scoobas. <laughs> yes. And the last one, try to guess what that one is. Oh man, that that song right there, I just already know what this is. Butterflies in the skies. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book. It's reading rainbow. Alright, so what were your were, were any of those your favorite PBS show growing up? They were all my favorite PBS shows growing up. What if I told you that Reading Rainbow is back? With but for Lamar a, Burton? Lavar is back. But, nice. But much like Bill Nye with Bill Nye Saves the World, he is gonna continue with his audience that grew up with him. Mm-hmm. So Lavar is uh, aiming towards audiences in their late to mid thirties. Lavar already did something online where it's like a reading rainbow, um, yeah. like experience. Uh, similar. It it got released this month. Mm-hmm. It's called. Uh, it's a podcast called Lavar Burton Reads. Mm-hmm. And it's in. I think it's in collaboration with Audible.com. Oh, that's cool. And, yeah, and pretty much Lavar picks out a short story. So it's not going to be like a full-on full on book. Uh, typically, it looks like the shows are about anywhere from 30 to like 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. So they're just going to be quick short stories, uh, stuff that, you know, if, if maybe you don't want to subscribe to uh, an audio subscription like Audible or you don't think you have that much free time, it's a great like podcast to listen to just because it's a, it's a mini story. It's condensed. You get, you know, you're in and you're out before you know it. That's really cool. Yeah, I was checking it out, dude, and he gets so into it, dude. Like, I love it. <laughs> he's talking about into it. He's he's always into it, dude. I don't know. Like every time you watch that show, uh, Reading Rainbow, yeah, he gets so into it that you're like, oh, I gotta go get this book. <laughs> so I I was so into it, like, uh, but the thing is, I, I think I wouldn't see when the new episodes were released. Mm-hmm. So 
I would watch kind of, he would jump around from year to year. So one year he had his earring, the next year he looked like the, like, the, <laughs> like he did in Star Trek. Yeah. And then I think like the, like the later years, like in the, the late 90s, mm-hmm. he was like buffed out. <laughs> he was like ripped, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's the, it's the, um, it's the phases of LeVar Burton. <laughs> LeVar <laughs> It was, dude. It's it's one of those things like, yeah, he may be a book nerd, but you don't want to mess with him. <laughs> and, uh, dude, the thing that I hated the most was every time you watch an episode and you're like, oh, I got to go get that book, you know? And you go to your library at your school, it's already all checked out. Yeah, because everybody saw the episode. That's what, <laughs> that's what happened to me in second grade with the damn rainbow fish. Oh, my God. I hated that. <laughs> that book got so worn out, dude. That's terrible. Uh, <laughs> well, because... Everybody wanted to play with that that uh, glitter glitter uh, scale. Yeah, I feel sad for that book. <laughs> it's still popular, dude. I still see it. Like when I go to Target, I'll still see it on the on the stand. So it's still going. Yeah, my my fiance checked it out the other day when we went to the library because she needed to read it for her kids. And oh, dude, that's... all the pages were falling out. Well, it's probably one of the original versions of it. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty bad. No, so yeah, I, I recommend that our listeners check that out after they listen to our show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, honestly, this might become my going to sleep uh, podcast because sometimes like, I don't want to have Netflix running because for some damn reason, either it it just continues on. Mm-hmm. You know, you know instead, instead of it pausing after an episode, it just keeps going. Uh, at one point, I think I fell asleep. And I woke up and I was like a season ahead. And you're like, oh, what the heck's going on? Yeah. And then I can't listen to my like audible audiobooks because I can, you could set it to, you know, 30 minutes, uh, end of chapter, but sometimes either it's too short or it's too long. At least with this, once the episode is over, it's over. And I might be able to finish it before I fall asleep. If not, I can just skip back to where I, I last remember. So I, mm. this this will be my sleep go to sleep podcast. Sounds like a uh, good way to go to sleep. Actually, are you falling asleep <laughs> right now? Yeah, no, just kidding. All right. Well, then in that case, let me tell you something that'll wake you up. Okay. What Better if, be good. What if, Oh, oh, challenge. Okay. Okay. So you're not much of an Instagram user. Uh, I am what I, I look at stuff, but I, I don't really post anything. I, I'm more of a Snapchat person. Creeper. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a show it and delete it kind of guy. Wow. You don't like to do the trail? No, I just want to, you know, flash and yeah, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> All right. So, but, okay. So you say you browse on Instagram. What if I told you that Instagram might hold the key or not the key the key to my heart to your demise oh nice <laughs> so you know one of the most like popular things people like to post yeah, even on facebook is those uh, inspirational quotes i hate those have you seen those it's just like a, it's like a uh shutter shutter stock background with like random words I remember you do it all the time with Twitter, but instead of backgrounds and everything, it's just you typing some type of quote from Buddha or something like that. Oh, no. I was just, I was just trolling you guys. <laughs> from Buddha. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, you'll see. St- okay. Let me, let me read you these quotes. Okay. Let's see here. People who have the power to lie about tears 
have the power to dance around dragons. Hit or miss? No? No? You can cry and dance around dragons? Okay, okay, maybe that's not a winner. Let's try this one. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't work, listen to your cat. Don't work, listen to your cat? Yeah. No? No? Not hitting Why no? would I listen to my cat? Okay, well, okay, what about this, Anton? Before inspiration comes the slaughter. You have to slaughter in order to get inspiration? You know what? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, you, you have to go to, it's, it's partially true. You have to go through some struggle, you know, before you, you become inspired. You know, you, but, but you got blood on your hands now. Not, not that kind of, it could be a metaphorical, metaphorical <laughs> slaughter. But, you know, that, that one has a little bit of truth to it, right? Okay. Uh, well, I mean, if it was like a delicious Kobe cow, then that's fine. <laughs> You're fine. I mean, the, the meat tastes delicious and I'm inspired. Okay, Anton. What about this one? You need to look like you are on drugs. <laughs> what? All right, all right. Two, two more, two more. Okay. A memory is always horrible. Not always. No, that could be, that's partially true. Because you, uh, I mean, if it's a happy memory, and this is kind of my, my thing with, with dreams. Okay. If it's a happy memory. Wait, wet dreams are just dreams. Ah, uh, dude. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter, sir. No, this is not true. Like, if it's a good memory, it's it sucks. If, because... if it's a good memory, it's a, it's a wet dream memory. Oh my god! How? Oh, never mind. I'm not. Even... <laughs> <laughs> we'll say if it's a good memory, it's it sucks that you know it's a memory now. It's not really you're not living it anymore. That's the bad part. So I I, I guess he's in truth in that one. Okay, last one. If you want to get somewhere in life, you have to try to be dead. Dead? You know what? If you're you know dead, what? you can't go anywhere in life. <laughs> you're you're just stuck in so, one place. <laughs> so the truth behind this, the these uh, inspirational quotes, uh, some darker than others, try to tell yourself that you're that you're horrible and keep panicking. And uh, those are, those are the good ones. Um, they were created by an artificial intelligence. So. Robots? No, well, not necessarily a robot, but... A a, a bot? Yeah, a bot. It's called Inspirobot. It's not very inspirational. Well, okay, so (laughs) I read read them a little bit out of order (laughs) because I didn't want to to give it away. Mm -hmm. Uh, This started with a research team that wanted to create uh, a study to prove that people that fall for inspirational quotes... Uh, let's see here. Tend to be more susceptible to believing, to believing the conspiracies, to believing in. Uh, so it's kind of like horoscopes, where it's very generic and it could apply uh, yeah. to anybody. Yeah. So they said people that people that uh, usually believe in these quotes or see or find inspiration in these inspirational quotes. Uh, are prone to believing in the paranormal, holding religious beliefs, and are taken are taken in by conspiracy theories. So they they look for patterns that aren't really there. So that's that's kind of what I was doing when I was like trying to uh, find like you know find a reason why these quotes are true. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the the research team created these to uh, created the Inspirobot to generate these random inspirational quotes. And then people then have people look at them, and they would either say yes, that's inspiring, or no, it's not. 
mm-hmm. and you know, and then get the study based off that. During the study, the robot turned dark. The stuff <laughs> like it, he, it w- he uh, he's now African American. Oh, that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> my brother warned me about you <laughs> no I, it, uh, you, know, you said dark so i was like oh so it's probably a white uh robot by, or bot by dark i meant evil so you okay. are a racist sir <laughs> uh no so it's, it's supposed to be just randomly generated statements like you know you know two se- sentence fragments put together and that's it just random but the robot started making these dark ones <laughs> <laughs> like after like it, it started off with like those random ones like the one I said earlier about you know you need to look like you're on drugs and then it started saying like memories are always horrible what? so like the, so they're like holy crap like it's what like why is our AI starting to like hate life that's creepy right like, yeah it's very creepy <laughs> but the the sad thing is this is not the first time that one an AI has gone dark did what are what the algorithms like for that bot? It, it's, it can't be something like Skynet already. No, but it's a it's a it is a creepy pattern that we're seeing that whenever we create some sort of uh, logic based program that starts we can't, to we can't play God. We can't control it. No. Nope. It, it, once once we have a program that starts to uh, find patterns by itself, uh-huh. it it has no morals. It has no no sense of right or wrong it just looks for facts and and that's it it just finds you know a a and b connection there's no a oh crap b is a bad idea let's skip over to c <laughs> so that kind of reminds me of like how youtube uh videos get featured they don't know what the algorithm outcome is no so they can't really control it so when people ask them oh how does this work they don't know <laughs> Well, is it go- is it because of uh, smashing the thumb button? Um, is it because people are watching it uh, like crazy? There's a lot of views on it. Nope, it's, it's that's not how it works. So two things: one, we don't even know how, like, what conscious consciousness is. Like, there is no single part of your brain that holds your consciousness. Your consciousness is composed of your entire brain. And none of your brain. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It's complicated, but yes. It shouldn't. <laughs> so, like I said, there is no one spot to your to your brain that is that is Anton Duong. But there have been people that get hurt. Like, you know, the, there's a, people that have had been impaled through the head and have damaged their brain and they lost part of their brain. But they still manage to keep their personality and continue life as normal. But there's also like there's we can't pinpoint what consciousness is. Mm-hmm. All we know is it's a cluster of neurons and somehow those neurons create thought. So the second part I want to go to is I think it was Elon Musk that pointed that uh, pointed out in his autobiography is even Google. I mean, not even Google might have accidentally created an AI that isn't aware yet. You know how they did that? So you talk. So you're talking about uh, uh, Skynet is Google S- under wraps. Skynet might be Google, and we might not know it. Because okay, put it this way: when when Google has an issue with their search algorithm, they just get their engineers and they add more to it, or they mo- they manipulate it. And they've been doing that over the like over the course of what a decade, two decades now. 
almost two decades. Yeah, it, it's something where you just add on. You can't really right. rewrite the whole thing. Right. They keep adding on to adding to the logic. Yeah. So, so Google has been seeing these weird patterns that they don't even recognize. So they're thinking that their algorithm is slowly learning. For all we know, the Google search is an AI and it doesn't know how to communicate with us. Creepy, right? Yeah, but realistically from everybody that is in the programming world, they're saying that it's not possible. There always has to have there always have to have control by humans. Do you? <laughs> we don't know what consciousness is and by, like in all rights if there is AI artificial intelligence meaning that it thinks for itself you're not going to be able to control its thoughts it's going to have I think it- you're the, the only way you're able to control it is if you're able to dig into it and alter it yourself but I think because it is so complicated now they can't pinpoint it so the one more th- one more thing I wanted to add before we end this. I, I think I think the only thing that they're saying that you know we can control it is that we can just shut it down. Is what they're probably trying to say, which is correct which, if we catch it early enough. But yeah, but, but that also adds into the ethics part of science, which is if we create AI, which might be considered a form of life, would it be ethical for us to destroy it? Kill it. Burn it. <laughs> kill it with fire. Um, yeah, kill it with fire. Yeah. Burn it. It's a no, witch. And, <laughs> and I, just, I just wanted to add this like article that it reminded me of. Did you hear what happened two years ago when a guy in Amsterdam created a Twitter bot? Go ahead. Sounds very kinky. <laughs> no. Okay. So, yes, there are some kinky tw- uh, bots. But in this case, um, certain companies... High, uh, buy botware to do like automated updates um you see this commonly on twitter with production companies uh more commonly you see it on sports apps like cnn i mean not cnn uh well cnn would use it too but like espn uh mlb like apps and stuff like that where there's automatic notifications whenever a score changes those are automatically generated by a, a some sort of bot it pulls in the information and it plugs them into already created uh, templates. Mm. So the guy in Amsterdam, he created a Twitter bot to report on a fashion show. And he wanted to, he wanted the Twitter bot to not be so predictable. Like it's not going to pull from a template. It's going to pull, it's going to generate its own statements based on uh, old tweets that the creator gave it to pull from. Within the first the first hour of it being up, it sent out a tweet that says, I seriously want to kill people. That's uh, really creepy. He quickly shut that thing down, like you said. Mm-hmm. And he was a he was arrested. Well, he was arrested because the police didn't believe that it was a it was a bot. I mean, you can't please so excuse me, sir, you threat you threaten or you made a threat to public safety? No, no, it was my uh, computer. Okay, you're coming with us. <laughs> That's creepy though, right? Like there's two instances that we know of where a bot or some sort of a level of artificial intelligence 
turned dark almost immediately. Yeah, I wonder what it was in that robot's or bot's cereal that he had that morning. <laughs> but did that wake you up? <laughs> no. Uh, you- not really. <laughs> All right, that's it. We're shutting this down. Okay, we are. We're running out of time. All right. So, oh my God, I'm out of pattern. <laughs> Powder? Pa- pattern. Oh, I thought you said powder. I was like, you doing cocaine again? No, again? Jesus. <laughs> I have never done it. All right. So, if you want to reach out to us and let us know what you're thinking about this episode, or if there's any topics you want us to cover, or you just want to talk to us, let us know how we're doing. You can reach us at the 2LC for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can also drop us an email at mail at the 2LC.com. That's a lot of ads. Anton, take it away. And if you'd like to support us, you can buy us a beer by going to our website at www.the2oc.com. And also, we have a lot of stuff in our notes that we talk about and some things that we do like that we recommend buying. You can click on those and purchase something. And that could support us that way at no additional cost. And if you really like the stuff that we do here, you can buy our stickers and t-shirts and pretty soon probably other things too. So swag, swag on swag. <laughs> All right. I think that covers it. All right. For the 2LC podcast, I'm Alan Flores. And I'm a Dizzle Anton. Damn it, Anton. All right. Have a good one, guys. See ya. <laughs>